this could be good fodder for us. Our old dinner theater director is in town and having a reunion for all of our oh. dinner theater people. So now, which shows did you do in actual dinner theater? Yeah. Um, female odd couple, arsenic and old Greeks. Which one were you? I was hilariously. I was Florence. So I was Felix. Okay, didn't see that one I coming. Was Felix. And Rachel was Oscar. Gotcha. Arthnick and Old Lace, sure. we were the sisters. Okay, I could see um, that. I had a good run in some Doris Day, uh, some Pillow Talk and Send Me No Flowers. Oh, very yeah. nice. Were you Doris Day or were you Thelma I Ritter? Was Doris Day. Rachel was actually Thelma Ritter. Mm. Oh, I'm I jealous. Um, let's see, what else? I did a lot. I did a lot of, um, why am I blanking on the playwright's name? But I did a lot of like run for your wife. Mammoth? <laughs> no. Yes, we did a lot of Mammoth. <laughs> Neil Abu. Which yeah, one? Oh, definitely, because they are big hits yes. on the dinner theater scene. That's exactly what the Red Hat Society yeah. wants to see on a Saturday night at the Lions Club. This is why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. How much advance warning do you have as to what you're coming down with? Well, uh, how it works is I know way in advance because we're sort of given uh, the case script, uh, sometimes months in advance. So we have plenty of time to look over it. And then all the standardized patients, we're called SPs, who are scheduled for that case will have a, can go to a training, which is about 90 minutes or so. And we go over everything in the case. So we really have a lot of time to sort of memorize all the symptoms, the social history and everything else that goes along with that particular case. And do you know exactly what your diagnosis will be? Or do you just know what your symptoms and history are? Uh, we don't know what the diagnosis is. We only know the symptoms, and we can sort of know, as as we go through the case, we can sort of know what the students might tell us about what the diagnosis could be. <laughs> Do you have favorites? But, like, are you ever like, oh, good, lung cancer? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. Um, some, sometimes um, I find that the challenging cases... Um, I wouldn't say they're my favorites, but it's kind of, it's very rewarding when you're helping a student uh, learn how to ask, you know, difficult questions. Um, for example, we've done anything from, you know, there's a, we do domestic violence cases, and those are really challenging, and um, the students really, really want to do a good job. They really want to know the questions to ask, and, um you know, how, how they did in that, in that particular scenario. That's just one example. So let's go back, I guess, to the beginning. Mm -hmm. What is the correct term for what you do? What mm -hmm. is the, how does one get into this field? Um, well, every SP has a different story. It's not really, um, really a job that's really advertised, at least, um, where I work, the position wasn't advertised. You just sort of have to know that there is a medical college in your area and you can just ask if they're currently hiring standardized patients. So a standardized patient is basically um, sort of a, a medical actor who um, 
who ha- helps students who kind of like in my essay, I say I fake sick for a living, mm-hmm. right. it's sort of like a um, pretend simulated scenario where I pretend I'm a patient and they have to ask me the right questions to find out what's going on with me. Now, do the students know that you're an actor or do they believe you're someone just coming in off the street? Oh, no, they, it, it's everything is, of course, they know I'm an actor. This, this all takes place at the medical college. Um, and they definitely uh, know I'm an actor. <laughs> and how long is there a time limit? Is there how uh, how long do they have to diagnose you? Well, each case um, is different. So how it works is usually when a student enters, like their first year student, they they encounter. They're called encounters. Um, the encounter might be uh, like 50 minutes long because they have to really learn how to ask the questions and get a detailed history. And then as their education progresses, they go into second year. Well, they have those encounters. Um, time just gets crunched until mm-hmm. like when they're in their third years, they might only have, you know, 10 or 12 minutes to, to get the facts and to you know, get a possible diagnosis. And how much personality do you get to put into this? Do you just have to play it straight (laughs) or can you create some whole character that you come in with? Um, Well, every character, every case has um, a background. I mean, I can't really make and make too much up. I mean, every, I mean, suppose there's like, you know, Nancy Miller. Well, she is, I'll know that, you know, she has, whatever it could be, abnormal bleeding from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she is, maybe she's a real estate agent. She's been married for 20 years. Um, her hobbies. I, I, her hobbies, <laughs> her stress level. <laughs> um, I can't, I don't really have, I, sometimes I can make things up, like the, the names of my children, things like that. But um, it really depends. You can add some personality if, um, depending on the case, sure. but you really can't ever, the goal is not to get out of character. Okay. So you can't go so in there as Nancy and, you know, get your diagnosis and say, Hey, I'd love to list your house while I'm here. And right. it's a great right, market. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that was similar. I was going to ask, like, do you ever reach that point after the end of the session for lack of a better term where you just think let's see Meryl Streep do better with a kidney stone <laughs> right? <laughs> because I'm assuming the ability to act does sort of enter into this um it enters into it but you know I don't really have uh, I mean there are quite a few SPs who are you know working actors and oh, God. they, they, they do mean... a much better job than I do <laughs> with the acting um but uh, we're not really hired for acting. We're sort of hired for um, uh, just our, like um, the director there once she said, we're not, you're not really hired as actors. You're hired for your humanity and just sort of, um, I don't know. It's, 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 it takes um, a certain, you have to have a certain, I don't know what craziness maybe to be an SP. Right. Um, like in my, in my, uh, I said I wrote about like you have to have uh, you be comfortable talking about things, having answering uncomfortable questions. Um, you can't be too self conscious. 
with your body. Right. Because I feel like that would be really difficult, even though you know it's not real. But if you have to talk about weird boils or pusses or things oozing (laughs) from places, that's hard. Yeah, it can be hard. I mean, I'm kind of used to it by now. And I I think it's a challenge to, um, to, to talk about those things sometimes. But now I'm just very used to it. And I'm really, it's really my character. You know, I'm really like, Nancy Miller, um, who's having these issues, right? So, and you know, the students, um, they get to ask these questions too, and um, you know, use clinical terms. Sometimes they use clinical terms, and they have to kind of explain things and not use too much jargon either. Have you ever had some students that you just thought, "Gosh, I, I really hope they pick a different line of work because they're not <laughs> going to make it." <laughs> Um, no, you know, every student is, I mean, some students, um, in these encounters, it's really, uh, you know, it can feel very awkward. So, um, all these students, they're, they're very, they're very smart. They have, um, you know, they're, they're studying hard. I don't know how they remember all these things they have to remember about the human body. I mean, it's kind of, um, amazing, but of course, of course, certain students are going to be more nervous than others. And you have to wear the gown and everything, correct? Um, uh, correct. I wear not all the time. Sometimes I'm just in uh, regular clothes, and those are cases um, where they're just sort of communication cases. Um, uh, Do you ever yeah. feel comfortable in the gown, or is it just forever awkward? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to it now. Um, I'm comfortable in the gown and in the, in the break room. It's funny because we're all in our um, gowns and bathrobes and fuzzy slippers. So uh, sometimes we say, hey, this is a great job. How, you know, what other jobs do you have where you can actually, you know, sit, sit in your bathrobe and have lunch? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and you all do this at the same time? Do you look at each other and just go, what are you in for? How does that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> We do, especially if if it's, um, I mean, there are male SPs as well, and they have different issues that they're right. going in for. So we'll say, you know, what's uh, what's your problem today? Or, And then there are also, um, I mean, I'm 50 years old, but there's also a few younger SPs who are in their 20s, and um, they have different cases. They get to wear, like, the fake um Baby bumps, you know. Oh, wow. Oh, so they go full Brando. <laughs> they go what? The full Brando. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wow. They, they're also wearing wearing gowns, too, but they have, um, you know, we, we all wear gowns when, they're, when we're doing physical exam cases. So for like a domestic uh, abuse situation, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, do they, do you do makeup or is it just you are relaying this horrible story and they need to take in how to treat you but then i'm assuming there's sort of a um sympathy a uh you know that sort of uh, patient interaction that the the teachers are looking for correct right right and we're um in those uh, kind of cases we, we do get makeup uh, mm-hmm. and so so like um for a bruise or fake blood or something like that and uh um well, I've only done a couple of those cases, but I'm in like, regular clothes, and there's always, of course, um, part of my, the main uh, part of our mission is to help them communicate. We're all, 
we just give feedback on communication. That's our, our job. Our job isn't to, we don't know any other medical stuff. So we're right. just trained to do communication and yeah, empathy, um, is, is a big part of that showing empathy. And, and yeah, in those cases we get a, uh, there's always a, like a long kind of backstory that you, that the character has. Right. Now it seems like in the past, I don't know how many years that bedside manner has become more of something that hospitals seem to be focusing on mm-hmm. and, and having a doctor who can empathize and not just rattle off a list of symptoms or a list mm-hmm. of diagnoses. Um, do they, have you seen that change from the patients? Do you see them kind of come in already knowing, well, I need to talk to you like you're a human being or are uh, they all in that medical mindset of this is a mystery I need to solve and here's how I'm going to do it. Um, you mean myself as a real patient or the, the students? As, 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 as a student, student. they're dealing with the students. Um, I, I think they're doing really, um, they're definitely very interested in kind of finessing their, their bedside manner now. And they really want to do a good job, especially with things like, um, uh, like in our cases, they sort of taught that they can't assume that, um, if I say I'm married, if they say, Oh, um, ask me about my husband, they can't assume I have a husband. I might have a wife. So, Mm -hmm. um, just um, you know things like that. They're 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 very. Uh, they really want to kind of learn how to ask the right questions and uh, not be judgmental. Sometimes um, you know they, they might say something and then they'll kind of recover. Sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found yourself in your real life going in to get a diagnosis? <laughs> And kind of going into character as opposed to just going in as yourself. <laughs> well, I definitely see when I when I do go see a doctor, I definitely have a different, um, you know, sensibility now. I, I suppose <laughs> sure. as uh, SP, so I definitely have a different um, sensibility. But I tend to now i I tend to like give the doctor my real doctor like everything that's going on because like, I know that's really important. <laughs> sure. Right. And you don't give them notes at the end where you're like, doc, that was great, but <laughs> right. don't want to note you to death, but here are yeah. three things that stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally would do that. <laughs> yeah. oh. Do you have a favorite disease or situation that you've been assigned? Not really. Um, um, well, there's there's one case where you have to wear uh, patches, and um, the the students have to kind of use a it's called a simscope, which is kind of like a stethoscope, but they actually hear what's going on with you, hmm. with your breathing. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of interesting because they can kind of they can kind of hear that and then they can say oh actually you know you do sound whatever you know right Um, that has to be hard like do I sound that way in real life or does Nancy (laughs) sound that way (laughs) how much examining do they actually do it's not nothing invasive I mean this is just um uh they check you know, your heart, lungs, uh, they might palpate your stomach. 
um, you know, check your back, check your reflexes, your thyroid, things. I mean, anything that you'd be sort of going to the doctor for, for just kind of a, if something was going on with you, uh, some you had some strange symptom, you said, oh, let me go get that checked out. I had, this has never happened to me before. Let me just go get it checked out. Um, hmm. So nothing, nothing invasive. I mean, nothing, you know. There are no rubber gloves. No, no, required. no, not at okay. all. Okay, well, that's that's something. <laughs> and how often are you? Do you are you called in for a case? Well, it's all pre-scheduled. Um, so I'll usually get an email. Um, you know, month usually months in advance. Are you available for these dates for this particular case? And then I just, if I'm available, I say yes, and then I just put on my calendar, and then you're sort of scheduled to work. Nice. Now, you are also a writer, or you're right. primarily a writer, and this is a nice side gig. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of writing are you doing? Um, well, I've, I've done all kinds of writing, uh, all nonfiction, and mm-hmm. I've written for, um, I started out writing for women's magazines uh, about, I guess, about uh, 18 years ago or so. Um, and I wrote a lot of like pregnancy articles and uh, you know, women's health. And then I've also written for trade magazines about anything from uh, playgrounds <laughs> to, uh, you know, urban planning, those sort of issues. So I've sort of um, covered many different topics over the years. Has this side gig as an SP helped you in your reporting when it comes to taking notes and noticing details at all? Um, not really. I I don't think it's really uh, influenced my writing too much. It's actually taking, sometimes it takes, um, you know, during the, the busy months, I find I have sort of less time to, you know, pitch, pitch articles and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of it is many, many magazines I used to write for the now only digital or they're, you know, it's really, as you know, everything has gone digital now and it's, uh, so I I feel like I'm sort of at this point where I I sort of have to reinvent myself a bit. Yeah, we know that feeling mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little too well. <laughs> but what drew you to the health and fitness world? Um, I've always, been, I mean, it's, I've always sort of been interested in health and fitness. Um, when I was much younger, I actually uh, ran a few, ran the New York City Marathon a few times. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've always been interested in that, and. Um, it's just something, you know, they say write about, I find if I kind of write about what interests me, it helps me write more, you know. Um, if I get an assignment that I'm not really interested in and the topic doesn't interest me, it's harder. It's just, oh, okay, I got it. Find out more information. I'm going to do this. But it's just, it's a little uh, more challenging. Sure. What advice would you give someone um that might be pursuing becoming an SP? Um, well, I would just say, uh, you know, go for it. It's a long, it's, it takes, um, at least with this, where, where I work, it really the hiring process took a long time. I mean, I first, um, I think I 
probably interviewed for the job in the spring. And then um, my first day at work was um, in November. So it really, maybe that's just where I work. I don't know, but it can take a long time because they have to do background checks. Um, they have to check your references. And then there, there is a, there is a bit of training. They, they um, first there's an informational meeting where you know whoever say maybe 25 people have the email saying hey i want to i'm interested in learning about becoming an sp so then they sort of have an informational meeting and then after that um they select um a few i guess i don't know how many people but uh, they'll they'll select a few sps that they're interested in training or interviewing and then um and then after that then you have to kind of have a uh, kind of like a, not an audition, but like a, like a mock trial, you know? Okay. So like someone just says to you, give me herpes, give me <laughs> rabbit, go. Is it like that? No, no. You get a case, uh, for example, just like um, a really short case, like a headache case, and you memorize, um, you know, what's in the case. And then um, in this case, my supervisor just tests me out as kind of like, throwing different questions at me and you know I had to kind of give her information within the next five she's she tell me okay you have to um, within the next five minutes you have to give me this information about um, something that's going on with you and so I, I apparently I passed <laughs> um, so but it, it just takes it take it can take a long time I, w- I would say if you're really interested just hang in there um, it's a great job for someone who's um, looking for part-time work and maybe someone who's um, who's doing freelance or who's re- there are a lot of retirees um, uh, where I work as well yeah interesting and what advice would you give a real patient on how to be better have a better rapport with their doctor (laughs) oh that's a tough question I'd say um just don't be afraid to um to take up all your doctor's time (laughs) if you're really concerned about something um and and even if there's I think even there's if there's like a random symptom that's been going on in addition to your main complaint, I would just mention that and um, just keep asking questions until you're sort of satisfied. For more information on Vanessa, visit her website, vanessagenevaahern.com. That's V-A-N-E-S-S-A-G-E-N-E-V-A-A-H-E-R-N.com. And you can find her essay, I Fake Sick for a Living, under her writing samples tab. It also appeared originally in Folks magazine. For more Y content, including behind the scenes, additional photos and video, as well as outtakes, visit whythepodcast.com. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It'll help other folks find us and join our cult. The more cult members you bring in, the better your seat will be on the mothership. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on social, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. Today's show was produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen. Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. 
flesh, we're coming home.